0: Amen. If you got your Bible, open it up. We're going to start in Numbers chapter 13. And then you can kind of turn to two places in your, in your Bible. If you don't have your Bible, we'll put it up on the screen there. You can turn on your iPad or whatever it is that you use for scriptures. Numbers chapter 13. The other one's in Psalms chapter 92. I'm going to uh, continue along the lines of where I started last week. won't finish again today because you all know me. I never really finish. Just never. Never really finish. I just run out of time. Uh, But never really finished, but I want to pick up where we left off last week with this word, which is flourish. You know, I began in November to ask the Lord, well, well, I just felt like there was something He wanted uh, us to say or pursue in 2015. So I just began to seek the Lord and say, Lord, uh, what is it for 2015? And uh, you, you know what He said, Allie? Nothing. It's saying Nothing. So, I, you know, I just kept asking him, kept at him, you know. Jesus tells the story of that woman that, that just won't leave the judge alone. And finally the judge says, give that woman whatever she wants because she won't leave me alone. So I just wouldn't leave Jesus alone about it. I just said, you know, what is it? There's something about uh, 2015 and uh, he still wouldn't tell me nothing. That Jesus... Come on, Jesus, you can do it. Come on, tell me something, Holy Spirit. So you know, another week or so went by, sealed it, sealed it. That just I knew there was something there, but didn't know what it was. So I'm encouraging some of you that sometimes you ask the Lord for things and He just don't say nothing. How many of y'all been there before? You say, man, where, where is, is Are you even there? Is there anybody in there? There, there. Where are you at? Didn't hear nothing, but you know, riding down the road, it's amazing things happen in your car. Just riding down the road, then the Lord just just opened it up. <laughs> 2015, uh, he actually said that he he that's planted by the river shall flourish. And I've read that verse a thousand times, but in that translation it says he that's planted by the river shall flourish. That 2015 will be a year of flourish. And then just over the next few weeks, whenever I'd be alone with him, he would unfold or unpack some of that. Some of it I shared with you last week that the Lord just said that there'll be people in the church that have sown and invested and pleaded and cried and begged, and it seemed like there was no results. But this year will be a year that that there's harvest. He actually said that it'll be a year when things are revealed and when things are reaped. People have questions and they say, I don't know, understand. I don't know. I don't know this. Well, how's it going to work? This will be a year when things are revealed, that things, just the light goes off. When the light, it just, just like, I can see clearly now that the rain is gone. I can see. I'll quit. So it'll be a year of of revealing, but also it'd be a year of reaping that many of you, and he would just show me some of your faces if you were lucky. Just kidding people that have sown invested men just been working reading and studying and wondering at times is this even going to you know, is there any is there anything to this me and my devotional and whatever whatever and but but there will be a reaping and a harvest and not that it will be in every area of your life it's not like it, by the end of this year you're going to be married with two kids that would be uh So, it may not be every facet of your life, but actually, one thing the Lord said that there'll be those that that, that certain areas that you'll reap more this year than you have every other year in that area combined. And that's good news. I'm glad, you know, I told you last week I was glad that it wasn't plague or uh, locust or frogs. Or, or, you know, the death angel, like the word that Pharaoh got. No, the word is flourish. And uh, it's a good word. But uh, I I gave you the main point I gave you last week, and I'll just reiterate it because I'm going to be hooking on to that, is that your flourish won't go uh, uncontested. In other words, for you to flourish in 2015, it will be contested. The devil wouldn't be a good devil for you to just float through 2015 and for your life to explode with the anointing and the grace of God and it just be amazing. Uh, He wouldn't be a very good devil if he didn't try to mess it up. And any person that did anything great in the Bible, they, they did greatness through adversity. So flourish is not the absence of adversity. It's just within the adversity overcoming. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego overcame the fiery furnace. Daniel overcame the lion's den. Uh, uh, Joseph overcame many, many obstacles. If you look in the Old Testament in, in Numbers, where we're about to read, God told Moses, he says, I've got a land for you, and it's a promised land. And it's a, a paradise. And it's a land that's flowing with milk and honey. Whew. Doesn't that sound good? man and to them i'm sure that it's just like like uh you know, i have a bulldog and whenever i have a treat his butt wags and his whole he's, if you don't know anything about bulldogs they're just like tubular uh and whenever i have a treat for him he's just like there's he just he's got moves and uh he gets so excited so sometimes we get the word from god like flourishing and, and our butt wags you know it's just like Huh? But, 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 but they send spies into the land. Send 12 spies into the land to spy it out. And uh, all 12 of them come back with, 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 with this one report. And that report is, it's an amazing land. The Bible actually says that it would take two individuals to carry one cluster of grapes. Come on, that's some good produce right there now. Come on, let's have some good produce. And, but because it was, a, it was a land of giant, giant opportunity, giant produce, giant uh, uh, productivity. It was a land that flourished. And yet, but 10 of the people came back and their response was, even though it is a land that, that is flourishing, he said we are we're not able to possess that land. And two individuals came back and said, "We will, we can possess the land." So for you and I, if God has something for us to flourish, he's got something for us, and yet there will be giants in the land. So you just got to find out which camp you want to be in. Are you going to be in the giant-killing camp or are you going to let the giants push you out of flourish? Uh, but they're coming. And if you look, Numbers chapter 13, verse 27, it says, We entered, this is the spies coming back, this is the report to Moses. And they says, We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. But the people living there are powerful, and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there. So 10 of the 12 said that we're not able to possess the land. They actually said we're like grasshoppers in their sight. Or in other words, they're going to squish us like a bug. But two of them said we're well able to possess the land. God said that's our land. God said that this is our destiny, that this is our year, this is our opportunity. God said that this is ours. Let us go up at once and possess the land. And those two individuals that said let us go up at once and possess the land, they possessed the land. The other ten that says we cannot do it, they died in the wilderness. So all twelve of them had the same report of flourish. Ten of them ran with it. I ran from it, you should say. Two of them ran towards it. The two that went towards it got it, and the other ten went. But the point is is that for you to flourish in 2015 doesn't mean it won't be contested. It will absolutely be contested. The, the, the where I want to go this morning is that it is conditional. So for you to flourish in 2015, it, it'll be contested. Uh, but it's also for you to flourish in 2015. There are Conditions. How I many y'all know just by nature of the definition of flourish? Let's just look at the definition. I gave it to you last week. If you got a worship God, then you can see it here. The word flourish means to grow or develop in a healthy or vigorous way. Yes, sir especially as the result of a particularly favorable environment. In other words, the reason that it grows in a healthy and vigorous way is because of the environment that it's in. It's a favorable environment. How many of y'all have ever uh, done any uh, gardening? Allie. How many of you a garden? What would you grow, Allie? Tell me about it. How'd it go? Did they flourish? <laughs> oh, man. Didn't check up on them. Anybody else? How many of y'all garden? I, the first probably 10 years that we were married, I had a garden every year. Every year I would, uh, I would plant a garden. My wife didn't know that when she was marrying me uh, that that, that, she, that was going to be one part of our routine was picking butter beans and uh, picking peas. And uh, how many of y'all cut, fr- cut, cut fresh corn? I have any, any, any country folk in here. Take that corn and you slice that corn off. Then you turn it up and you, and you rake it down in the pot. And now you've got cream, fresh cream corn. Not that Del Monte stuff. This is the good stuff here. This is hand, hand cut corn. Then you put like a stick of butter. At least a stick. I mean, we want it swimming in there. We want it, the backstroke in that butter, man. We want And then the salt and, oh, come on. Oh, yeah. Sugar? Yeah, just a little bit of sugar. I'll put a little sugar. I'm, I'm with you, Mandy. I'll put a little bit of sugar in there. Oh, man. Nothing like that, that that fresh garden, shelling the peas. I actually have a pea sheller. Many of y'all don't know that. I cut off the end of this finger right here one time with a pea sheller. It ate all the way back. Well, it, really, it really shelled it. Uh <laughs> Running those pea shellers. I actually, have a, we have a butter bean sheller. Growing up, my parents, we always went to the farm, either somebody else's farm or our own farm, and we would gather this produce. And I grew up eating that and, and liking that. Uh, I, many meals at my house consist of just, just a, pole, a bowl of uh, purple whole peas with some mayo in there. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. I get the same response every time I tell people. But just a little mayo in there and then jiffy cornbread. How many of y'all like jiffy cornbread? Yeah, know. we're having church now. <laughs> Butter beans, purple peas, not black-eyed peas. They're different, y'all. Purple peas right out the garden. So as once I got married, I thought, well, I want, I want a garden. I'm going to do my own. You know, there's a lot of work in that. And uh, for you to do it right, there's a, there's a science to flourish. In other words, just because you put the seed in the ground doesn't mean it's going gonna, it's gonna to flourish. And you can't blame the seed and you can't blame the ground. Sometimes we, bl- we blame the ground. You could say we blame the creator. But he says, I make it rain on the just and the unjust. I make it shine on the just and the unjust. God gives us the rain. He gives us the sun. He gives us the soil. And he gives us the seed. He told Adam, he says, I'm going to give you every seed and herb bearing plant. And he says, I want you to be fruitful and multiply. I want you and your wife to multiply. And I want you to grow the garden. And I've given you the seed. So God gives us the tools. But whether or not that seed flourishes is up to the steward. Not God's fault. It's not the seed's fault. It's up to the steward to make that thing flourish. And I had some gardens where where, where it was very productive, very it did really good. But the, the gardens that I neglected, you would go out there and you couldn't find the garden for the weeds. How many of you have ever had one of those? You're like, Well, I know I planted tomatoes in here somewhere. I know they're in here. What happened what, I just the, the flourishing was up to me. And the flourish of 2015, it won't be all just up to God. Even though the Lord said it'd be a year of flourish, that it's going to be conditional. And the conditions here, we're going to look in chapter uh, 92 of of Psalms here. Verse number 12, we'll start there, kind of picking up where we left off last week. It says, the uncompromisingly righteous. We'll look at that word here, because apparently it's not just for everybody. He says, the uncompromisingly righteous or godly shall flourish. And they'll be like the palm tree. They'll be long-lived. They'll be stately, upright, useful And fruitful, and they shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They shall be majestic and stable, durable and incorruptible. Planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish in the courts of our God. Growing in grace, they shall bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap of spiritual vitality and rich in the verdure of trust, love, and contentment. Come on, me on, getting a vision for this year. They are living memorials to show that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promises. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. This morning I want to look at the show you the the conditions of flourishing because they are they are conditional. And and the the, the first the, what I want to uh, show you is is about this fast coming up. There's a reason why we're doing this fast, and uh, the the first thing that you need to be if if you want to be uh, a person that flourishes is you need to be pregnant. Now, just hold on a minute. <laughs> just hold on now. Let me let me unpack it. Y'all remember whenever the 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 angel came to Mary. And the angel told Mary something supernatural. She said, Mary, God wants to do something supernatural in you. God wants to give you something that, that, that can't come from any other place. And he wants to birth something through you that will blow. It's beyond what, what you naturally could think. It's beyond what your kinfolks or your family would actually think. God wants to do something. He wants to birth something in you that's totally supernatural. And Mary begins to disqualify herself. She says, well, how could this be? I'm just a regular person, just a regular girl. I've never been with a man before. She's trying to figure all this out with her head. She says, how can these things be? How is it that God wants me uh, or has something like this for me? And the angel tells him, he says, the Holy Spirit is going to incubate over you. He's going to cover you. The Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. And whenever the Holy Spirit comes upon you, then He's going to put this dream, this vision, this impossibility within you. And then you'll carry it and you'll bring it. You'll bring it forth. But before that, she was just a regular girl living a regular life. How many of y'all know that she's betrothed to Joseph, right? Sure, she had her own dreams, her own plans, thought that life was going to go this way until God spoke this and put this in her heart that this is something that I have for you. And, and she goes, what's the first thing she does? It goes, tells Joseph. And how many of y'all know Joseph didn't get it? How many of y'all he didn't get it? Well, what happened was, Joseph, I, I'm pregnant. But, 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 but. It wasn't with the, it. Wasn't, he just, he, he doesn't get it. So people may not all the time get it. Uh so but but I want you to know that, that before you can flourish there has to be this this transfer of where the Holy Spirit and that's why we're fasting for 21 days. Cuz some of you may be sitting there and saying, you know, I really you know, I really don't have anything that i'm believing god for or that anything's special that i want i really don't I, yeah, nah, 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 nah. well that's what the 21 days are for the 21 days are for you to get in his presence and say god what is it that you have for me specifically i know that the word for 2015 is flourish and flourish but but what do you want to come upon a me and do and and once he gives you that then, then it changes last week i wanted you to believe that that to flourish was possible I gave you the definition and I said, this is what God has for us, I believe. And I wanted you to to just believe in the concept. But now I actually want you to expect it. I mean, I know you can believe that pregnancy is possible. But once you're expecting, things change. Once you're expecting, things radically change. If you've ever been married to a pregnant woman, you know what I'm saying. I have a sister-in-law that's pregnant right now, and I saw him just oh, a couple days ago over the holidays. I was my, my little brother's name Reagan. Reagan, how's, how's it going, bro? How's it going with your wife? So she's about about seven and a half months or something. It's getting good now for him. Woo! It's getting good for him. So how's it going, bro? He goes, man, she's moody. <laughs> Fist pump right there. All right, all right. Man, man it's this. Man, it's that. It's, man, it's, But what's happening there? Well, she, she, there's a belief that it's possible, flourish is possible, but once you start expecting, then things begin to change. I mean, I know what this is you painting that room, baby, that room that you used to hang out in huddle you don't hang out anymore anymore it's a it's a nursery now, huddle we got to paint that room, got to put that crib together. I need you to put this crib together you're two months pregnant Elizabeth I got seven months to put the crib together no 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 we've got to get ready now because we're expecting that seven months from now things are going to be different and things are going to change so last week I wanted you to believe that it's possible but this week I want you to begin to expect and once you begin to expect then then you have to start making adjustments I was reminded just a couple of days ago, the first house that that my wife and I bought—you know—I think I was 21 years old, and I, I had been renting, and uh, we we had been renting. We were living in Section Eight government housing was our first home. Her parents were so proud. Just kidding. We didn't have them over. <laughs> Y'all come on in. Section 8, government housing, nothing wrong with it. It was wonderful. We loved it. We were as happy as could be. Man, we were high. We thought we were living high on the hog. So happy, man. I was waiting tables at Outback, bringing home the big bucks, waiting tables, and then I, I I picked up job sites. I cleaned up jobs, so I went to Bible college from eight to twelve. and Then I would pick up job sites for uh, for three hours every day, and then Outback uh, opened at three o'clock, so I'd go wait tables at night. And uh, we we had we were living in uh, in in government house section eight, cost me two fifty five a month, two fifty five a month. That's what we were living, just happy as could be. Been married maybe two years, and uh, we're just rocking along there. And uh, but. Uh, my pastor, my home church, uh, he just, uh, he dropped on us, or he had all the staff stand up one day, and he said, how many of y'all are, are, are renting, and who's owning a home? And, uh, of course, we were renting and thought nothing, nothing about it, but he challenged us. He says, you know, I feel like that, that, that if you want to own your own home, that, that you can do it, well, and that you can be a home owner." And uh, whenever you fill out applications instead of checking rent, you can you can you can be a homeowner. Now for some of you that doesn't matter. That doesn't mean anything to you. You don't care about that, you're happy, you've been doing this forever and you want to do it forever. But for me, something down on the inside was just like, I, I wanna own my own place. I want to own my own home so I can put my own garden in the back. And I did. I said I, I want this For me, so I became pregnant with that idea. My wife and I, of us at twenty-one, maybe twenty-two years old, of us launching out and buying our own home, even though we're just waiting tables. And for a lot of things, a lot of ways, it seemed like that it was impossible, that it could it could never happen. But we went from just believing to actually expecting, and that expecting us, uh, it it moved us to prepare. So the second blank there is is once uh, be pregnant. And then be prepared. So that moved us to we had to call a realtor. We had to call a bank. And we had to start looking at homes. And uh, the whole while, while we're going through this process, you know, probably a six-month process, uh, a lot of the stuff, uh, just a lot of outside influences, we just felt like, even some within my own family, it was just like, you know, I just don't know if you can swing this. I don't know that you can do this. I don't know if you've got the income. I don't know if you can do this. I don't know this. time. And I, but, but I was pregnant with this idea that, no, I believe that the Bible says that, that the borrower is subject to the lender. And I believe the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And I believe that all things are possible to him that's a believer. But I'm not just going to believe that. I'm actually going to start expecting it. So I'm going to rearrange some things. And I'm going to go look at some things. And I'm going to check some things. And I'm going to meet with the bank. And I begin to get prepared. Well, long story short, uh, short we, we moved in. Paid $58,900 for it. A little garden district home. $58,900. Two bedroom, one bath. We lived there for a few years and then went and bought another one and bought another one. But at the time, it seemed like that that, that, was, that was a big deal. Very, very difficult. We didn't think, like, think that we could do it. But once we had that on the inside, very much like Mary, then we began to get prepared. The third one I want you to look at here is in Psalms chapter 92. a uh, be planted. Three different times here it says that, that there's a planting process. The uncompromisingly righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. Be long-lived, stately, upright, useful, and fruitful. Grow like the cedar, majestic, stable, durable, and incorruptible. Planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish in the courts of our God. After you get you, you get this idea on the inside of you that, that, that I, I want to flourish in this area. And I mean, I know the first week of your fast, there might not be anything there. Second week of your fast, you still may be searching for what is it that God has for you. But I believe eventually, eventually the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. And he's going to give you, you'll have something there. And then I'm challenging you to start moving towards the, the preparation. But here, the third one is, is be planted. My wife right now has got some cuttings. How many of y'all know what cuttings are? How you have done cuttings before? on my dresser right now. That's how I feel, Mandy. I keep walking by these cuttings on the dresser. Her mother, there's some jars on our dresser in my bedroom. She's rooting things on the dresser. I walked by a couple of days ago I was like what, what are you doing? well my mama gave me these cuttings so, so I'm, I'm rooting them and they're just in water right now and she's got some sticks in there trying to hold them up why? because they just fall over there, there's no roots to them there's no stability you could say there's no maturity and here for you to flourish in 2015 there has to be a planting process and here I want you, I want you to see that there's, there's a personal planting and then there's a corporate planting the corporate plant is in the house of God. He says, for you to flourish, you need to be planted, stable, mature, rooted in the house of God. That just means, uh, at the very first part, he says, the uncompromisingly shall flourish. In other words, not everybody's going to flourish. It's the uncompromising, the ones that aren't wishy-washy. You know what it means to be wishy-washy. In the book of Revelations, Jesus writing to the church, he says, he says, "I wish you were either hot or I wish you were cold." because for you to just be lukewarm, he says, it kind of makes me sick at my stomach. Because why, why does that upset him so much? Well, because whenever you're lukewarm, uh, he can't do in you what he wants to do in you. God wants to do some things in you. So he, but God needs you to personally be rooted. And mature, stable, personally, but also corporately in the church. He needs you to be rooted, stable in the house of God. I want to show you this scripture here in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I love this scripture. He says, whenever I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child but whenever i grew up i put away childish ways how many of y'all remember that day it's hard to pinpoint that exact day but there just came a point where it's like man i thought like a child i acted like a child but there came a day whenever i just kind of became uh, I, I stepped into leaving childish things behind and for you and I, for us to flourish, there has to be that day. There has to be that day. Where it's like, you know what? I, in this area, I've been wishy-washy. Yeah, here today, there tomorrow. James says it's like being tossed to and fro on a wave. But for you and I to flourish, listen, I'm telling you, there's a science to flourish. It's conditional. And here, uh, you have to have this dream. You have to prepare for it. You have to love it and harness it. I mean, I know whenever Mary had this dream and she's growing, this thing's getting bigger and bigger. And for the first three months, you you don't even notice that somebody's really even pregnant. They know it, but nobody else really knows it. But then they begin to show, and the preparations get greater. And you go to the baby shower, and, and you go to the class. If you Come on, if you've ever had kids before, you know the class, if you're a man. I mean, yeah, you went to the class, you go to the class, they teach you how to breathe. Like you didn't know how to breathe. Apparently you didn't, but they're going to show you how to do a new kind of breathing. Brandon, never been done before. It's brand new breathing. And and you and your wife, you learn how to breathe together. It's awesome. You sit behind her and, and you take two hours out of your Saturday and you learn how to breathe. It's awesome. It's wonderful. It's great. All of it's what is for what is is preparation. Uh, with that preparation, that expectancy, there comes a maturity too. Why? Because you know what's coming. My little brother is about to get a whole new world it's a whole new world whenever that whenever mama starts to give birth and they hand you that kid, there is a a, a maturity there that just happens it's It's an amazing thing. But you have to be, you and I, we can't be wishy-washy in 2015 if we want to flourish. Now, if we say, you know, I'm not interested in flourishing, but I know, I'm looking at all of you, that that you believe that this is a year for you to flourish, that God's got things for you. He's got assignments for you and he's got uh, things that you've been asking for and begging for and crying for and seeking for and things that you don't know and you don't understand. And God says, I want to open these things up to you. But he says, you'll have to be planted. There'll have to be some things where. Some roots will have to go down. There'll have to be some stability and a maturity about your life so that you can be fruitful. Because some of y'all know it takes a while. If, you know, these little cuttings that my wife has, she, they'll come a day when they have roots, but that day ain't right now. But they'll come a day whenever it'll actually be productive, that it'll be fruitful. Uh, he says, He says that you'll be like a palm tree. I spent, you know, a couple hours this week just looking. Why did he say palm tree? Why not say? oak tree there's a lot of other trees that he could have said but there was something about the palm tree a reason why he said the palm tree the palm tree there's there's 2500 different palm trees all across the globe and they can uh, they can adapt to all different types of temperatures they can grow in the desert they can grow in the rainforest that the I like Amplified, it says that they're long-lived. They live between 80 and 120 years, which is basically the same lifespan that God gave humanity. Not only are they long lived, they're stately. What's stately mean? They just have an a, 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 a aura about them. I mean, you know, palm trees are on a postcard for a reason. They don't put weeping willows on there. No, baby, they got palm. Why you want to be there? Why? Cause they're stable. you want to, be, and you want to hold the coconut with, with the, with the straw in it. You want that. Come on. We, 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 we've been to those places. Whenever we go on vacation, we, we like those places. You know, we went to Honduras and Belize and Jamaica and Cozumel and Cancun. Why do we choose those places? Cause there's palm trees. That's why we want to be there. Why? Because they're stately. They just have something about them. In, In Bible times, whenever they're waving the palm trees at Jesus, the palm tree meant peace and it meant victory. That's what it meant. Whenever the Roman gladiators would win, they would make crowns out of palm trees and put them on their head. Come on, God says, He says, I want you to flourish like that. I want you to be long-lived and stately and have a presence about you that's different from the other people of your coworkers. I want you to have that about you. But it comes to the uncompromising. You have to be planted. You have to be prepared. The, the next one or the last one I'll probably have time to give you is you have to be in his presence. He says, Planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish in the courts. Of our God or in the presence of God. There'll be times that that if you want to flourish, you'll have to get in his presence. It's really the only way that it works is, is you have to get before him. Get before Him and find out from Him. That's why we're fasting is so that we could just take some time and get in God's presence. I'm fasting, you know, for for 21 days. Why? Because I want to be in His presence and and I want to be in that place and I want Him to lay some things out for me this year. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10 says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. I'm going to read that again because it's just so good. I got to. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by His Spirit. For His Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. There's a science to flourish and it has to be, there has to be an incubation, right? The, the Holy Spirit came upon Mary. And once the Holy Spirit came upon Mary, He showed her some deep secrets. Things that had been hidden for hundreds of years. They had been looking for this promise. Where is He going to come from? Who is He? We know He's the son of David. We know this. Where is he? Who is he? And it came to a little girl. The Holy Spirit overshadowed her. Things that eyes couldn't see. Ears couldn't hear. It couldn't enter into heart uh, uh, of man. But because she was in his presence, the Holy Spirit spoke to her. And I want you to know that, that, that for you to flourish in 2015, that there'll have to be some times when you're in his presence. We're taking three weeks just to start the year off. But throughout the year, they will have to be. And you can get in his presence in your automobile. Automobile? Yes. You can get in God's presence in your Automobile. In your shower. There's been times I'm just, just rub-a-dub-tub right here. And the Holy Spirit just, because well, I, I, I want his presence. I want his presence. I, I, I welcome his presence. It's like, God, I want your presence. Come on, come on, let's put on some music right here in the car. Slow down. That's what he says. That's usually the first words he says. That's his presence speaking right there. Slow down. Buckle up. Yes, Lord. But from that place, whether it's in your car or it's in your living room, if it's in your closet, wherever you are, come on, God, if you'll make room for him, he'll talk to you. He'll overshadow you, and he'll incubate that process. And he'll remind you, because, come, listen, it's going to be contested. And come October, you may have even forgot about it. But he doesn't want you to forget. Why? Because he wants you to be uncompromising. He wants you to be stable and mature. And he wants to see this thing through but you'll have to be in his presence. The last one I give you is he closes out Psalms 92. He says you'll be a living memorial to show that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promises. He is my rock. There is no unrighteousness in him. The last one is is this year be productive. He says he says I want you to be fruitful. And he says, I want you to be productive. I want you to tell people. I want you to be a living testimony. uh, That that people see you. That because of that, the grace of God that's upon you. People want to know. How many of y'all know the grace of God is attractive? That that people just want to be around. People just like it. I love the saying from Maya Angelou. One of my favorite all-time sayings. You like her, Christian? Man, you about come out your chair when I said that. <laughs> you, I, I, can, I, I can proceed. <laughs> oh, I, I love it because she says uh, people will forget what you say, but they won't forget how you make them feel. That helps me as a preacher because <laughs> you know it's like what I talked about last week. I don't remember what I talked about the week before. I don't, I don't remember. People don't always remember everything that you say. But because of the way that you make them feel. So, so what's that mean? That because there, there's something about you that you got from his presence. That you carry with you. And it makes you attractive to people. And they want to know. And then that opens the door for you to be fruitful and be productive. Everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. God's got something for you. He's got something that he wants you and I to do this year. But it will be contested. And it is conditional. Contested just means that there'll be, Yeah, my mother came to my house and I'll close with this. And she says, uh, how do you get your roses? She's so funny. Aren't moms so encouraging? She she came over and she says, Kevin, you really have a green thumb she told me, this was just like three days ago, you really have a green thumb, just like your grandmother. And I was like, Mom, I just buy things that don't die easily. <laughs> I've killed enough plants to know. That knockout roses are good, that's right. I've killed enough plants that I've just discovered which ones are hard to kill. I don't have a green thumb. But she says, but Kevin, she's so encouraging. you got to love your mother. Your roses are growing so good. I said, well, Mom, I have chickens. So I go out there to the chicken coop, and I scoop it up, and I dump it on my roses, and they just love it. And I'm thinking, they probably don't love it. And yet, out of it, they do quite well. Listen, for you to flourish, (laughs) listen, there will be a contesting. Sure, you may feel like you're getting dumped on, it's totally possible. Christian, it's totally possible. Let me just, let's just say it like this. And I was thinking about this earlier. Some of you have gone through a lot of crap. Just the facts. I know some of you, your history, where you grew up and how your parents treated you and the relationships that you've had. Some of you have gone through a lot of crap. But this is a year that I believe God will have you. There's something, how is it that, just to be frank, uh, how can crap make the tomatoes grow better? It doesn't make sense. How does crap make the watermelons grow bigger? It doesn't make sense. But many times people that I've been around that have come through a lot of crap have really been contested. They just seem to do well, but and, and you can only uh, attribute it to the Holy Spirit, the working of God, them being planted, and, 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 and taking those situations and rising out of them. So maybe you're here in 2014, just a lot of crap. And uh, I'm not going to say that there won't be some of it in 2015, but I'm, I am saying that you can take the contested. And as long as you'll work with the conditions and take the dream, keep it, expect it, move towards it. You may say, I've never I've never graduated from this. I, I would be the first person in my family to ever finish college. Nobody in my family's ever owned a home. For me to own a home, it would be the first time anybody in my family's ever owned a home. For me to start that business, it would be something that would never, ha- could have happened or would have happened or, or whatever it is. Uh, you get that thing and then you start preparing and moving towards it. Stay in his presence. Come on, you have, to, you have to live in his presence. Stay planted and in the work and the assignment of God corporately, but also that there's a, a, a maturity of your own life or your own stability that, that you remain in there. And, and if you'll do that, you'll fulfill his purpose. I, I, I run into this question, and I'm closing again, uh, more than probably any other question. is I don't know what my purpose is. Th- this is your purpose. This is it. This is your purpose. Your purpose is for you to be a living memorial. To show that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promises. And to say he is my rock. And there is no unrighteousness in Him. How do you become a living memorial of purpose? Well, I just told you. You have to be uncompromisingly righteous. Stable, mature. Be in His presence. Be like a palm. Be like a cedar. And you'll fulfill His purpose. And when you fulfill His purpose, then you fulfill your purpose. And God wants you to flourish. He wants us to flourish this year. Let's pray together. Thank you, Father God, for uh, the opportunity to flourish. There is a science to it. It's not happenstance. It doesn't happen accidentally, that it happens on purpose. And we know that it'll be contested and that we may have to come out of some things or come through some things. We know that for us to flourish, that there, there will be some contesting. But we also know That if we meet the conditions, that you've guaranteed that we can be a living memorial. Not by might, not by power, but by your spirit. That the Holy Spirit overshadows us. He comes upon us. He incubates this process within us. This dream. And once we go about preparing being productive, being planted that will flourish in 2015. I pray for every person here that that over the course of the next few weeks that you overshadow them and that you give them the dream and you show them how to go forward with the will of God for this year.